Geek Counter Geek is up next. But first, check out this other great show on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Espresso. French press. Mocha. Frappuccinos. None of these will be discussed, but all will be used on Caffeinated Comics. It's a weekly podcast about comics, movies, TV, and collectibles, hosted by a former comic book store owner and an ex-comedian. What a resume. Sometimes there's special guests. Sometimes it's just us reporting the latest geek news and arguing, like why I love cable. And why you're wrong about that. So join us each week on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network for superpowers and caffeine. Remember when you made those cappuccinos? Yeah, that whole day's a whole blur. The following is a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Let's get started. They bought their tickets. They knew what they were getting into. I say, let them crash. This is Geek Counter Geek. Geeks! With Misty Callahan and Keith Conrad. Well, maybe it's one of those other shows, like Outer Limits. Confuse the Twilight Zone with the Outer Limits? Do you even know me? Quarantine day, what, what are we on now? Day seven? Eight? At least seven? I, I think, actually, we're probably like eight or nine. Okay. Because uh, we're almost through the weekend when we're recording mm-hmm. this. And uh, it started last weekend. Mm-hmm. So we've been quarantined for a while. Uh, the good news is you're almost done with uh, uh, Star Wars Clone Wars. This is true. And I'm done watching it for the second time, or getting close to being done watching it for the second time. Which means that we can start on uh, season seven. Yes. Which I'm excited about. Um, I just got done recording a podcast with Jacob Irie, who we've had on the podcast here. Um, And we were just talking about um, Clone Wars, and I had mentioned... That it is a master class on um, building up secondary and tertiary characters in a series. Like there's entire arcs built around the clones. And I think um, Clone Wars is a really well done series. Unfortunately, there's also uh, arcs built up around Jar Jar Binks. Yeah, that is unfortunate. But the last episode that we watched that did have Jar Jar Binks in it was also he teamed up with Mace Windu. Which the looks that Mace Window gives him throughout the se- throughout the episode, worth it. I, I would I would put up with Jar Jar Binks if I get to see Mace Window just exasperated. Would you see? Would you watch a uh, a, a Mace Window Jar Jar Binks like crime fighting duo spinoff? No, I mean as much as I love Mace Window, I I th- I, I think. I think his character would probably murder Jar Jar Binks before the first season is out. Well, then maybe you would want to see it. Oh, oh fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> nah. Nah, probably not. Pro- probably not. Right. Hey, plus, you know, we're running out of time mm-hmm. as far as uh, Mace Windu. I mean, we, we know that uh, Jar Jar makes it to be a, a homeless clown. Mm-hmm. Uh, later on, which after, after really makes me feel sorry for him, and I don't want to feel feel sorry for Jar Jar Binks. I'm just saying, no, no one does. Yeah. So on that happy note, well, we like the uh, the rest of the world, or at least the rest of America. I'm not sure. I, I think the rest of the world is on lockdown too, but mm-hmm. uh, certainly America. We've been uh, been hanging around at home a lot, mm-hmm. and um, getting art done. That's, so that's nice. Yeah, and uh, so it's worth pointing out that they've delayed pretty much everything that was coming out in mm-hmm. like 
theaters. Early, late spring in theaters. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know they're uh, they're pushing back uh, Black Widow and uh, mm-hmm. Wonder Woman 1984. But there's some movies, I think uh, A Quiet Place 2 might be one, mm-hmm. where they're actually releasing them online on demand. Oh. So you can just watch them anyway. And uh, I wonder, you know, I've, I've felt for a while that that's probably where the movie business is heading anyway. Yeah. Um, where, uh, you know, they're, they're released so you can consume them on demand if you want. Mm-hmm. But you could also go to the theater and have that experience. Because you know, most movie theaters, like at this point, they have like a restaurant attached to them so you can get food and things like that. Yeah. So going to the theater is like a, a bigger experience. Mm-hmm. But if you don't necessarily want to do that, you just watch them at home. And so I wonder if, uh, because, you know, they've sort of field tested doing that with a few different movies now at this point, if that's just going to be the norm going forward. I wouldn't mind it. I wouldn't mind it either. Listen, listen, I know that there are a lot of people struggling with the quarantine and everything, and I feel you. But um, I have mentioned this on my Twitter at Misty A Callahan. If you were interested, um, that you know, I, I'm I'm I, I grew up in the '80s. I'm Gen X. You know, I, I was I was a latchkey kid, as they used to call us. Um, so I'm I'm perfectly fine. Oh, you want me to stay at home? Okay, cool. <laughs> I'll do some art. I'll do I'll do some reading. I'll do some writing. I'll watch the movies. Yeah, for for us, it hasn't actually changed that much because our uh, our jobs are essential. I'm doing yes. the air quotes, essential. <laughs> essential. Uh, so we have to go to work every day. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, they changed some details about that mm-hmm. uh, to you know accommodate the 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 shutdown. Yeah. But other than that, it hasn't actually changed uh, our days much. Uh, weekends are a little bit a uh, little bit more mm-hmm. boring because. I don't think we've left at all. No, no. Um, thanks to the glory that is either Amazon Fresh or Instacart, um, we've just been kind of hanging around the house, which is fine. Listen, I got my bake on. So all of that to say, bringing it back around to home theater fun. Listen, I'll have no problem watching a movie streaming on my television whilst I bake some banana bread. No. To me, it's the best of both worlds, baby. There's nothing wrong with that at all. Yeah. And, I mean, they, they've experimented with that a little bit uh, a little bit in the past. I think not necessarily anything that was in theaters, but like mm-hmm. things that were recently out of theaters, like mm-hmm. especially hotels. Hotels were on that. Yeah. Uh, uh, I think uh, cruise ships too. They would have they would have new things like that. I I just think it's going to be open to all of us, and I think that will be a golden age of cinema consumption. Mm-hmm. I agree. Let's and that also that also means that by the way, if we're watching movies uh, here for the first time, I think we're we're going to need like an eighty inch TV or something like that. That's fine. Not not just the 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 piddly little thirty two inch that we currently have. Really? It's only 32. Yeah, it's only 32. Oh, no, mine, mine was even dinkier. So <laughs> it's big to me. Um, side story, just for those who aren't in the know, when we first started dating, like my, I had a flat screen, like 17-inch TV. Yeah, it was really and, more of a computer monitor than a TV. Listen, 
Listen, I didn't watch that much TV as it was. I would like watch some DVDs. It worked fine for me. <laughs> so anything other, other than 17 inch or 15 inch, whatever it was, is massive <laughs> to me. So. All right. Fair enough. So, yeah. I, I, I would, I'm happy. To, I, I look forward to the golden age of theater consumption from my living room. Well, while you're watching uh, theatrical releases in your living room, mm-hmm. you'll want to, uh, if you're watching on your like laptop or something, you'll want to use the headphones and accessories from tweakedaudio.com. Oh, yeah. They have uh, eight colors and styles that are available, mic'd and non-mic'd versions, and they're just designed to sound great for music and talk with a noise-reducing design and a lifetime warranty. So definitely check out www.tweakedaudio.com and use discount code GCG at checkout for 33% off and free worldwide shipping. And Geek Counter Geek is also, also brought to you by the largesse of the people who support us at patreon.com slash geekcountergeek. Where you can uh, get all sorts of, uh, you know, behind-the-scenes information and uh, bonus content. Make fun of me for having a 17-inch TV. All of that. Exactly. Visit uh, patreon.com slash geekcountergeek if you'd like to hear more of this nonsense. (laughs) And make fun of my lack of technology that I had prior to shacking up with Keith Conrad. One of the things that we just got done watching from our couch, Picard. Star Trek Picard. Uh, they they just wrapped up the mm-hmm. the first season. Mm-hmm. Uh, I believe they said there could be as many as five. Oh like dear they, God! They had they had ideas listen, for as many as listen, five. Listen, I don't want to be that person, but I'm going to be that person. Like Patrick Stewart is mega old. Is he going to be around for first season? I I think he he either turns 80 shortly or he might or or he just turned 80 okay and, and i will admit i i'm not sure now let, let me preface this by saying that patrick stewart is a treasure he is a treasure i love the man dearly seems like a uh not not only an amazing actor mm-hmm. seems like a, a just an incredibly sweet person i'm watching that thinking this is really good mm-hmm. uh what if he what if he doesn't make it? Like, <laughs> like what if what if See, they're in, what if they're sphere. what if they're in the middle middle of filming, like season three, and 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 something happens, especially with the coronavirus flying around. So obviously, hope that doesn't happen. Hope mm-hmm. he hope he lives to be. Knock know. on wood. You know we want Jean Luc Picard, L- aka Patrick Stewart, to be immortal and live forever. They they said the the character Jean Luc Picard is actually ninety four. Mm-hmm. They they, uh, they said that during the course of the season, so I hope I would hope he at least lives to be ninety four. Okay, so that's that's another good like fourteen years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So here, that being said, I, I call the uh, Star Trek Picard the Adventures of Grandpa Picard because he is mega old in it. Um, that being said, though, I really did enjoy the series. I did love um, seeing. Uh, like the the cameos from you know like you know Jonathan Frakes you know Will Riker he came back and then of course my girl Seven of Nine she was back well she had a a bit more of a role mm-hmm. uh, and it looks like she's going to be around for subsequent seasons 
Heck yeah. So so that's my good. girl in there. Yeah. Um, I do have uh, two gripes, though. Okay. Okay. First gripe. I forget the name of the character off the top of my head. Well, that's probably not a good sign. Probably not. But he was like the badass, like ninja type Romulan warrior that was, you know, just kind of cruising around with Picard, mm-hmm. you know, and swore his sword to Picard, Picard's cause, all of that. Like, I was expecting, like, to see this dude in action. He, like, he had one fight scene, well, maybe like two. Um, I wouldn't even call the second one on the board cube, like a fight scene. He was like, oh, choose life, my friends. And he, whatever. Anyway. That was Elnor, by the way. Elnor. Elnor. Okay. Elnor. I wanted more ninja kicking fight scenes with him. Like they built him up to be this badass warrior. And I thought it was really kind of cool because, like, the way they were describing it, like, he was trained by these female warriors in the Romulan culture, and they don't—they don't train men, mm-hmm. but they trained him because, you know, he was raised by them and stuff. And I'm like, oh, this is cool. This is a pretty cool story. And like, it was like, wah wah wah. Like, it was—he was in one episode. Well, not really one episode. He was in more than one episode, but it really felt like. Well, we didn't do much with his character. Yeah, of of the characters, he definitely had the least amount to do during the course of the series. Mm-hmm. And then my second gripe would be, spoiler alert, toward the end, you have a face-off between Romulan warbirds and the Federation fleet, headed by one Will Riker. Right. Um, which, which, by the way, uh, Jonathan Frakes tweeted out a picture of him. Like, on the in bridge. His, in his fancy new Starfleet uniform mm-hmm. on the bridge of whatever uh, whatever ship he was, literally right as we're starting the episode. So mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, spoiler alert, he's in the episode because mm-hmm. he hadn't been in uniform before. Mm-hmm. So clearly if they shot him in uniform, he must be in the episode. Mm-hmm. So thanks, Jonathan Frakes. You spoiled us by like, <laughs> like 40 minutes. Look, so he's on the bridge He's hailing the Romulan warbirds. He's talking up how like these ship, the ship that he's in, the ships behind him are these new and they're like super awesome, super battle ready Federation fleet ships. They're the best of the best, the top of the line. He's like, give me a reason. Give me. And I was hoping she'd give him a reason. I wanted to see a Starfleet Romulan warbird battle. And you didn't. I, I didn't. I got nothing. So those are my two gripes. Other than that, I think it was a, a, a good episode, very you know, good series. Excuse me for first series season. Um, I think it was very well done. Um, it was kind of cool. Also, I know three. I have three gripes. Oh, three, three, three. So, you know, uh, Jerry Ryan, my girl. Mm-hmm. You know, seven of nine. She again, spoiler alert. She brings, she revitalizes a Borg cube, and she gets it to jump through hyperspace. To like the planet where like um, Sochi's families are, right? The like the 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 sentient the synths the synths the sentient synths, and I was expecting like this cool thing to happen, like ooh, here's the big old Borg cube. Nothing. It got sucked up into a big old flower and it crash landed, and that was that. And so I have three gripes, but other than that, I liked it. It was good. Well, I, I will say one thing about uh, 
uh, uh, joining you in the the gripe about the Federation mm-hmm. fleet thing. They really cheaped out on the special effects because if you look, all the ships looked exactly the same. That, yeah. That bothered me a little bit. Yeah. I'm, I'm not going to lie. That was, uh, of course, in uh, Star Trek, the original series, they could only afford one model. Mm-hmm. So all ships look exactly like the Enterprise, like all the Federation ships mm-hmm. look just like the Enterprise. And, and that was why, because they, they were just, they, they didn't have the money to build other models. So mm-hmm. they had to use what they had. Um. This, you know, it's just, it's, it's CGI. You can do whatever you want. Mm-hmm. You know, at least in the, in the, uh, in the Kelvin uh, uh, movies, they all look different. Yeah. They, they all look different from what we had seen before. So yeah. I, was, uh, I was a little disappointed that, mm-hmm. that apparently all Starfleet ships look exactly alike now. Well, see, that's the difference between you and me. You're, like, nitpicking on how they look. I just wanted the pew-pews. Like, um, can I get Although- some pew-pews? Although I will say, like, all the Romulan ships look exactly the same, and I didn't care. Yeah. They're all in space, so there's really no reason <laughs> for them to look different. But, yeah, yeah. That, that was the thing I was, I was focusing on. <laughs> uh, overall, I thought it was, I thought it was really good. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good to see everybody. The, the very end, uh, spoiler mm-hmm. alert, obviously, mm-hmm. I think we've spoiled plenty already. Um, the, the scene between Picard and Data... Mm-hmm. Uh, was was pretty amazing. Yeah, it was good. And again, spoiler alert, spoiler alert of the spoiler alerts. Um, Data is like legit dead now. Like, yeah, uh, he actually does he ceases talk to, exist. to Data. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Picard does because Picard uh, um, dies in in the episode, mm-hmm. and uh, his consciousness is transferred into a a, a complex. Uh, computer simulation, according to data, mm-hmm. which is where he also is because they've been using his memories mm-hmm. from before to make the synths. Yeah. Uh, so that's. I was wondering how they, uh, you know, how they had gotten like neurons from data to make more synths out of him. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently, that was how they they took the memories from from before, which makes sense. Uh, and since then, he's been kind of living in. Uh, in in android artificial intelligence uh limbo mm-hmm. just sort of sitting there in a in an all black uh room just just waiting for somebody to join him and eventually that person was picard mm-hmm. and um that that was actually kind of cool that it, it wasn't you know like it wasn't a dream as mm-hmm. had happened previously it wasn't uh you mm-hmm. know just uh just a, a a mental thing that picard was mm-hmm. you know seeing him wasn't his memory mm-hmm. uh, it actually like was supposed to be legitimately it's 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 data yeah uh which was which was really cool and uh because of the fact that he's been hanging out there in limbo for for a long time he just wanted to uh wanted to die because mm-hmm. he in his quest to be more human he he said he figured out that you know your life having a, a finite mm-hmm. you know Time is one of the things that makes being human human. Mm-hmm. So that's what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed that scene too. So, um, I actually, it, it was really. I think it was one of the more moving scenes in like that whole s- season. Yeah, not not only the scene where he and Data are talking, but there's a, a scene where Picard is pulling the plug on Data, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, um. 
drawing a blank on her name, but the actress who plays Sochi was, uh, so, so there's this, uh, arrangement of blue skies that's playing while data's, uh, mm-hmm. they're, they're pulling the plug on data. Uh, that's actually Sochi's, the, the actress singing blue skies. So oh, that's kind of cool. That's kind of cool. I did not know that. Uh, I, I try to bring a, a little bit of, uh, trivial knowledge to this, this every week. Well, you succeed. Um, yeah, it was both scenes were were really good, mm-hmm. and I think worthy worthy price of admission for mm-hmm. uh, sticking through all ten episodes. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think overall, and in you know, kind of the grand scheme of things, I would give Picard maybe an eight out of ten. Um, like I said, I do have like they they're minor nitpicks. Um, I think they kind of left like uh, like I said, the character Elnor kind of just hanging a little bit, like he kind of. Went around and did a lot of nothing <laughs> for, <laughs> for building him up. Maybe he'll do more in the coming seasons, apparently. Um, yeah. Well, it was always, not to disappoint you or anything, but it was always going to be more than one season because mm-hmm. it was renewed for two seasons mm-hmm. uh, before the first one even aired. Mm-hmm. Like CBS just said, we like this so much, we're, we're mm-hmm. definitely making more. And then I, uh, after only a couple episodes, they renewed it for a third season. Okay. So... The the thing that surprised me though was it was sort of my understanding that this was like one story that they were telling about Picard, mm-hmm. and so it would be like one story over multiple seasons, and they wrapped up this one pretty good. So mm-hmm. it's not like the the next season is actually going to be a continuation of this. They they, they have to have it. a new adventure. They have yeah. to have a new adventure. Like I said, it's advent- the adventures of Grandpa Picard. So it's it's like Discovery in that uh, each individual season is its own mm-hmm. self-contained story. Yeah. Which, speaking of which, since you were uh, disappointed in the lack of pew-pews okay. in the finale, <laughs> uh, once we finish, uh, Clone Wars. finish catching up on Clone Wars, mm-hmm. we're going to uh, have to burn through Discovery. Mm-hmm. Because uh, the first season of Discovery, which is kind of eh, kind of mm-hmm. meh, uh, does take place during the Klingon War, mm-hmm. so there is a lot of pew pewing going on. Nice, especially Good. the first episode. Good. And the second season, mm-hmm. the finale, has probably the biggest battle in the history of Star Trek. I'm in. Yeah. So you don't so have to convince a, me. We're good. That's a good one. All right, let's finish up Clone Wars and then let's get to it. Also, good ones, all of the uh, podcasts on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Uh, you've, got, you've got this one here, uh, Geek Counter Geek, which you're listening to, so I would hope you know what it's called. Also, make sure you follow us on the Twitter at Geek Counter Geek. Yeah, now that we rescued the, uh, the, the Twitter account. You've also got uh, Minutia Men with, uh, with Rick and Dave. They're looking at the lighter side of the coronavirus. Um. I'm not sure if that episode is going to hold, like if the death toll gets too high. Well, listen, listen. In their defense, there have been some funny quarantine stories that we've seen. That is true. So that's that's probably the lighter side. You know, looking at the crazy, quirky, you know, quarantine stories that are coming out there. We also have The Winemakers and Deep with Stacey Prusin. Prussman. Prussman. And the Car Guys Report and uh, Steph's In the City. Planted with Sarah Payman. Yeah, I think that that's all about uh, medical marijuana. Ah, so make sure you get your toke on. 
uh, all those and more on the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. And in the the third seat, the third uh, segment here on uh, Geek Counter Geek, we like to uh, update you on the, the projects that we're uh, involved in. And as you mentioned, you were just a guest on a uh, on a podcast. Yes, I was uh, uh, helping uh, Jacob Airy out with his new podcast, which kind of delves into movies that should have been good on pa- that looked good on paper, and they should have been better than they were. And we just went over the Killing Joke, uh, Batman: The Killing Joke. Um, yeah, I wasn't too fond of that one. It, I think it was okay, but clearly, you know, I go, I, me and Jacob, we go through what we think was wrong and what we think could have been better. So I did that, and then uh, other than that, we've been quarantined, so I've been doing a lot of drawing, and um, yeah, so I'm working on a height comparison chart of my characters because that's something that just needs to get done. And then um, I also drew an eyeball chart. So I know what my char- each di- each character has a kind of a different eye shape. And so I know... Like people. Like people. So I have that down. Um, and yeah, just uh, starting... I got to do a little writing before we go to bed tonight. And uh, yeah. So I was, I was actually mentioning this with uh, Jacob Irie, um, who I just mentioned a couple moments ago, that... Doing your own comic book, being the writer, being the artist, all of that is so much work. And he told me um, about a a buddy of his that had to get a new writer and is basically starting from scratch because, you know, she had this idea and got the writer and the writer basically, you know, took a character that she created and didn't have that character show up until like halfway through the story. And she's like, no, this isn't good. You know, so. So so maybe you actually are better off, even though it's a lot of work doing it yourself, because mm-hmm. you can make the story you want and mm-hmm. you don't have to worry about somebody coming in and screwing it up. Well, I guess that, though, like I said, I would I would like to have somebody to just kind of help me with the writing process, somebody that I can bounce ideas off of. You know, um, I, I I suppose I could do that to you. You could. <laughs> I'd, I'd be happy to. You know, to... so... But I don't want to like. I mean, I bug you so much already. <laughs> we live together. We're getting married. We work together. Well, well, yeah. We podcast my, together. Like I haven't, I haven't foisted my book upon you mm-hmm. because, um, like, I don't, I don't want to take time away from from you working mm-hmm. on your on your comic. Mm-hmm. I, I figure at some point you'll probably run into it. Yeah. <laughs> but, but you know, like I, I'm not. You know, I, I I'd rather you. F- you just focus on on getting getting your stuff done because mm-hmm. I because I know you really want to and I I think it's the same thing you know mm-hmm. it's just we're uh, I I you know have been using this quarantine time I have uh, the the book is still at the editor mm-hmm. I would imagine editors are probably working uh, during the quarantine since they can they can work from home and probably mm-hmm. usually do. Mm-hmm. I probably still got a, at least another week or two before that would be done anyway. Uh-huh. So I've worked on outlining my. Uh, uh, next novel, Ooh. which has nothing to do with the mm. uh, with the other one, is it the one that I really want you to write? It's not. Oh, it's fine. Just for if anybody's wondering, there's, you know, should should I spoil it? Should I tell yeah, you? okay. You, you can go ahead. And, you're not spoiling so, the story because the whole reason I'm not writing it is because I don't know the whole story. Oh, so, okay. It's just an idea. Well, 
Keith has this idea that I think is really, really cool. Um, it's basically like there's this detective that goes to live on Mars. Like there's this new colony on Mars and he goes to live there and he has to solve the very first Mars murder. It's a murder on Mars. He didn't murder Mars. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> so I think that's a really kind of a cool concept. So I'm looking forward to that one. Uh, so, so we'll get there eventually. Like I, I know what the listen. I'm still part of you, regardless. I, I know what the world would look like, and and sort of like, I've got three different stories, so it'd mm-hmm. be you know at least mm-hmm. three. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I think that qualifies as a book series, mm-hmm. three. Uh, but uh, but I haven't I haven't put a whole lot of thought into what each individual story would be. So that's mm-hmm. aside from the fact that the first one revolves around the first murder on Mars. Oh, okay. uh, but I have uh, I have uh, got mm-hmm. uh, done about uh, three quarters of the outline for the next mm-hmm. book. I'm proud of you. Which is about uh, comets hitting the Earth. Ah, that old chestnut. That old chestnut. But I think I have a, an an interesting angle on it. So we'll we'll see. All right. Well, but, look forward to hearing more about it. Yes. And uh, you can look forward to hearing more of uh, Geek Counter Geek next week. Ooh, yeah. The preceding was a presentation of the Radio Misfits Podcast Network. Find our other great shows on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, and at radiomisfits.com. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Gabatron.